the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Good afternoon. Greetings. Thanks for coming along today. Tuesday, uh, today, if you're keeping score at home, is National Banana Bread Day. I just want to put it out there. Who doesn't love some banana bread? What do you think? I located a recipe first thing this morning, John. Did you? What You knew it was, you were responding to the day and you're, that's impressive, Kath. Holy exactly. smokes. Now, I, have, I didn't make it. I did not make the banana bread, but I did locate the recipe. I mean, still. I feel as if I might make it later today. <laughs> Okay. Well, you're on top of things. Isn't it a gorgeous day outside? It is a gorgeous day outside. It's very windy, but beautiful. And tomorrow is going to be like 50 degrees. Dare I say it's spring-like. It truly is. Except for all the snow. It's okay. It's the first time it's been above 40 in about eight years, right? 40. I can't believe it. Has it it been above 30 in the last six weeks? No, it hasn't been. I don't think it has. Anyway, that's our weather musing for the day mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and the banana bread segue. As we always do, let's get underway. Kathy, give us the news stories, the top right. four at four. All righty. For Tuesday, February 23rd, 2021, number one. President Biden led the country in a minute of reflection on the 500,000 American lives lost to the coronavirus last evening. 500 candles were lit around the south portico of the White House. It was a beautiful, beautiful scene. An amazing grace was played as the president and vice president, along with their spouses, bowed their heads. The Washington Post reports that moments earlier, the president noted that the U.S. death toll from the pandemic has exceeded both World War I, World War II, and the Vietnam War combined, casualty-wise. Quote, the people we lost were extraordinary, Biden said in the White House. They span generations, born in America, immigrated to America. But just like that, so many of them took their final breath alone in America. Somber reminders will continue for the rest of the week with flags flying at half staff at all federal buildings, parks and other properties. Number two. A shipment of 7,000 doses of the Moderna COVID-19 vaccine will smooth out some of the bumps Allegheny County-run vaccine clinics expected this week. But officials said some people will still see their second dose appointment pushed back beyond four weeks. According to today's trip, the announcement made by the Allegheny County Health Department affects only people who received their first dose of the vaccine from a county-run point of dispensing. Number three. Pittsburgh Public Schools planning a phased return of students to the classroom beginning April 6th and not a minute too soon. With the first spots reserved for the youngest learners and those who are struggling with online learning. According to today's trip, there are about 4,800 students identified for the earliest return date and surveys will start going out to families later this week. Quote, with a semester's worth of data, we're now able to equitably identify our students who are struggling the most to make progress in e-learning, says Superintendent Anthony Hamlet. 
Students will be assigned to categories based on several factors that include attendance, performance data in math and English language, and social-emotional learning strengths. And number four, Tiger Woods was injured in a serious car crash in Los Angeles this morning. Paramedics pulled him from the wreckage of the one-car accident before he was transported to a local hospital. At last report, Mr. Woods, age 45, was in surgery for multiple leg injuries. The extent of his injuries is not currently clear. And that is your top four at four. Wow. What's up with Tiger? Any yeah. idea what was on, what's going uh, on? Horrific accident. The pictures of it are shocking. Really? Absolutely horrific accident. So our, our very, very best to Tiger Woods. Let me say one other thing, John, before we move on. I just want to send out uh, my most profound sympathies to the family and friends of Amir Tooley, who was killed in the Strip District on Sunday Mm -hmm. evening. Amir graduated from North Hills High School just last year with my daughter. Um, He was a friend of my daughter's, and he was a friend to countless other people in the North Hills area. And, uh, you know, I just cannot imagine the shock that's surrounding so many grieving his loss. And all of us here at the station are so incredibly sorry to hear his passing. I mean, there he was working at his mom's restaurant in the Strip District. Yeah. I mean, truly a senseless act. Yeah. So uh, prayers for the entire Thule family for the passing of Amir way, way, way too soon. Okay, we got a big show for you today. Lots of uh, ground to cover. Let's take a quick break. We're going to talk next about a piece of work, understanding the human condition. Dr. John Kessler joins us with that. It's the Ride Home with John and Kathy. We're Pittsburgh's Christian Talk, Word FM. WORD. Coming up on Love Worth Finding. The devil knows that the family is the basic unit of society, and so if he wants society to come apart, where would he start? Obviously, he would start with the family. So we're talking about the family. It takes a family to raise a child, and it takes faith to make a family. Hear Adrian Rogers' series, It Takes a Family, this month. On Love Worth Finding, tonight at 11 on 101.5 WORD. If you can fix the big stuff, you can fix the small stuff. For over 100 years, QDOT has fixed big mechanical systems for the commercial industry, from hospitals and factories to churches and schools. You deserve to be treated fairly when it comes to your home's HVAC system. QDOT can solve any mechanical challenge, big or small. For affordable repairs, replacement, and maintenance, QDOT answers 24-7-365. And your safety is their top priority. Call 412-366-6200 at q-dot.com. Restrictions may apply. Plans and costs for coverage may vary. Call Protect My Car for details. These days, you've got to do whatever you can to save money. One of our biggest expenses can be our cars, especially when unexpected repair bills hit. Not anymore. If you own a car, truck, or SUV made from 1999 or higher, you could stop paying for car repairs. That's right, you might not have to pay a penny to have it repaired. Just dial Star Star 1144 on your mobile phone now to see if you qualify. You must have an automobile made from 1999 or higher, and all repairs for your engine, transmission, and much more can become a thing of the past. Dial Star Star 1144 on your mobile phone today and get your car protected before your next repair bill hits. That's right, total protection for your car and no more repair bills. Plus, free roadside assistance, free towing, free car rental, and free oil changes. Just dial Star Star 1144 on your mobile phone now to see if your car qualifies. That's Star Star 1144. Never pay for car repairs again. Just dial Star Star 1144 on your mobile phone now. Dial Star Star 1144. Our smiles are still behind our masks. We are welcoming patients back, and we're happy to do so. 
At Stock Family Dentistry, exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care. Although some of the details of their appointment may look different, we can't give the normal hugs or handshakes that they might be used to. The same exceptional dentistry, the same compassionate care that they've really become accustomed to is still there. Stock Family Dentistry on Perry Highway in Wexford at StockFamilyDentistry.com trip to Europe. Visit all 30 Major League Baseball stadiums. Go skydiving. Okay, so you know what you want to do in retirement, but do you know how to get there? Tune in to Your Retirement Blueprint with Kurt Kenotic and Ethan Lane of Accurate Solutions Group Saturdays at 10 a.m. to get answers to your retirement planning questions. Plan today so you can do the things you've always dreamt about doing in retirement. Listen every Saturday morning at 10 to Your Retirement Blueprint with Accurate Solutions Group. Investment advisory services offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC. Sure, you've heard the cutting remark, that guy's a piece of work. Or Shakespeare, what a piece of work is man? Well, what are the two? We lie somewhere in between. Dr. John Kessler is with us. John's the former chair and professor, Division of Applied Theology, Church Ministry at Moody Bible Institute. He's got a wonderful blog that we follow, and he wrote a piece called A Piece of Work, Understanding the Human Condition. John, what a piece of work. <laughs> Thanks, John. Great to talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so just like you said, that's not usually a compliment when you hear it, John. No, I never, I've never actually heard it as a compliment. You know, usually it's... Uh, somebody sort of peculiar or odd or irritating and then they walk away somebody say wow he's a he's a real piece of work i've only ever heard it spoken of a man too i don't think i've ever i I don't know if if women talk that way about each oh yeah they do don't you worry (laughs) oh it's equal opportunity offender is it Mm -hmm. not that's right that's right but then john you know yeah go yeah, well, originally, of course, the, the phrase seems to be traced to Shakespeare, who is, uh-huh. you know, he, he, it's, a, it's a statement that Hamlet makes, what a piece of work is man, how noble in reason, how infinite in faculties, in form and moving, how express and admirable, in action, how like an angel, in apprehension, how like a god. Of course, he, he's echoing the Psalms there, he's echoing what Scripture says about humanity, and so he's you know, he has a, it's a much higher view of man, except also in the same soliloquy, you know, Hamlet's a little bit ambivalent, too. On the one hand, he calls human beings the paragon of animals, and then asks this question, what is this quintessence of dust? So that's, I think he, he captures the, the, the ambivalence of human beings, you know, that there's this greatness, and then and there's also something fundamentally wrong that we can see. But the reason it struck me was that I've, I've actually, I've been doing a post about uh, foundational biblical truths. I have actually been doing it for my nephew who trusted in Christ recently. I started with God, and I thought, well, I need to talk about humans now. And as I was thinking about it, it occurred to me that in this sort of man-centered, human-centered culture, which is often described as humanistic, we have a really low view of humans, which is a little bit mm-hmm. ironic you know, when you think about mm-hmm. it. Okay, so that's interesting. So, uh, you know, we can disparage one another as much as we want, but you can't get around the fact that uh, the human was the pinnacle of God's creation. That's right. So not only were human beings the last creatures to be made, human beings, the the thing that sets humans apart from all 
God's other created works and all other creatures, although humans have some things in common with with both angels and animals, humans are the only creatures of which it said they were created in the divine image. That's what sets them apart. Mm. That's what makes them distinctive. And that's also in Genesis, in the Genesis account, that description is, is fairly defined. I mean, he doesn't, uh, uh, the Genesis account doesn't exactly, you know, explicitly tell us what that image is. So if you look through what the theologians have to say about it, they're a little bit mixed. And some people think it's because humans have a spiritual nature. Some people thought it's because of the human capacity to reason. Some even thought it was because human beings stand upright and can talk. You know, but in, in Genesis, it seems to be reflected in the fact that human beings of all the, of all God's creation, human beings were given this this uh, this mission of exercising dominion over God's creation. That is, they were created to act as God's agents in the world. They were made in His image so that they could they could act as God's agents in the creative world which He made. And so, John, when you, when you hear that, and if you would actually sort of absorb that, you would think, well, that's wonderful. I mean, yeah. we are echoes of God. We That's what a wonderful, glorious gift. But more often than not, because of our sinful nature, we do ourselves a disservice in that echo, do we not? That's right. And I also want to add that that, 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 you know, that uh, capacity to be created in, in God's image, that's a shared capacity, that the Bible doesn't say Adam was created in God's image and then he made Eve. It was that it's very explicit to state that this creation in the divine image was shared both by Adam and Eve, as was this responsibility of dominion that that Adam and Eve together were given the task of dominion. And of course, you know the story that something happens then to create problems for Adam and Eve fulfilling that. That Satan comes into the picture. And through Adam, then sin passes on to all of humanity, that sin comes into humanity, and along with that death, which is more than just physical death, it's really a, a state of uh, uh, alienation from God, which then means that humanity now is mixed, that it, it's still, you know, there's, it still bears this, this image of God, but it's a, it is a marred image, and then it creates this human problem of sin, that uh, which again, you know, when we look at the way our human, uh, our contemporary culture has dealt with that, you know, we now have, just as we've redefined humanity, we have redefined sin, so that we, we really don't like to think about it as sin. We like to think of maybe we think about it as lack of education, or you know, mm-hmm. we might think about it as a personality flaw, or 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 a cultural value that, you know, but the, the Bible says that sin always has reference to God, so that the problem for humanity is that sin is more than a disease, it's more than a lack of discipline, it is an offense committed against God with consequences, eternal consequences, that, that, that only God can answer them. It's not, a, it's not a problem that we can dig ourselves out of. Right. Uh, and John, you know, when, when I hear you speak and talk about this so eloquently, I mean, uh, you think about watching TV in the evening and the pharmaceutical ads come up, you'd think it would be a pill for sin. <laughs> well, that is actually how one of the ways that 
fallen humanity has tried to deal with uh, the problem of sin. That is, we approach it uh, really two major ways I think we approach it. One is a kind of a medical model. So, and where we, we look at sin as a medical condition, so that, and the reason we do that is because it takes the, uh, uh, the stigma out of it, you know. So, so, for example, instead of drunkenness today, we deal with, you know, we, we talk about the disease of alcoholism. Now, I want to I recognize there, there really are, I think, physiological and psychological uh, uh, patterns that are the result of sin. And, you know, and I, and I think that there, there is this, because we are physical beings, you know, there, it, it does affect that. But ultimately, sin is not uh, a solution where you can, you can get sort of a pill for something. You need something else. The, the other way we try to deal with it is, is, is sort of the athletic model. That is, we think it's something we can discipline ourselves out of, both mm-hmm. education and discipline. You know, if I know enough you know, and I and I try hard enough, I can get better. And so every day and right. every way, I'm going to get better and better. The Bible says neither of those approaches will work. The only solution, really, is God Himself dealing with the problem in the person of His Son Jesus Christ. Hmm. Which is All right. Gospel. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. We're talking to Dr. John Kessler. Uh, John, for people who are listening to the program who aren't you know, don't hang out in a church, don't really read the Bible, don't understand um, what, you know, Christianity is, you know, they hear that and they think, well, if God's God, like he could yeah. just fix it, right? He could just decide, you know, if he's God, he can decide the sin isn't a big deal. Yes. And here's, here's the, the fly in that ointment. That is, that is the way we think about it. It's like, it's like uh, the class curve, you know, if the teacher would just forget right. about the grading scale, you know, that would be okay. The problem with sin is, first of all, that it has to do with God, that when the Bible talks about, even though it's quite clear that often when I'm sin, I may sin against you, but the offense ultimately is committed against God because it's a violation of his justice. So if he were to just ignore the standard and set it aside, what he would be doing, first of all, is denying himself. He would be setting aside his own righteousness and in effect make himself unrighteous but he he also realizes that because the the problem of sin is so deep we really don't have the capacity to pull ourselves up by our own bootstraps so what he's done the solution that he's provided is that through Jesus Christ God has taken our sin upon himself and exchanged that for the righteousness of Jesus Christ. That's what the death of Christ and the resurrection of Christ was all about. That's what this, this very familiar story that that many, many people know, they, they like the stories, so they don't always understand the significance of it. It is Jesus coming, living living the life that we can't live for ourselves, dying the, the, the death that sin calls for because of the righteousness of God, and all of those, all of those who put their faith in Jesus Christ, then exchange their sin for Christ's righteousness. And now, what happens then is that that not only it does more than just take our sin away and restore us to where we were, where Adam was before he sinned. It it puts us in a place where we become what God intended Adam to mm. be. That is, that is, we are given the righteousness of Christ, not just sins canceled, 
but this positive righteousness of Jesus Christ added to our account, which then is is worked out in our life. That's what the rest of the Christian life and ultimate, the ultimate transformation in eternity is about. That is what we become. We become everything that God intended humanity to be, which Jesus Christ is a picture of. If we want to see what that looks like, all we have to do is look at Jesus Christ. John, that's wonderfully said. Okay, so then, knowing all that, but at the same time, still, it doesn't give us, knowing our sinful nature as believers in Christ, it doesn't give us a free pass just to keep on sinning, right? I mean, I think most people wrestle daily, sometimes minute to minute with their own sinful nature. So we should be involved in this in the process as well. It's not as though we just say, well, it's okay. Christ has got this and the grace is good. And, and what a piece of work is man. Yeah, that's it. That's the, that's the problem. And I surrender to that. Well, the good, yeah, that's the the good news of the gospel is that it is, it is a gospel of transformation so that, so that not only is this, there's this sort of uh, uh, divine economy where the righteousness of Christ is charged to my account, there's a transformation of my nature, so I get, I, the Bible describes it as an, I become a new person, a new nature, and as a result of the indwelling power of the Holy Spirit, I begin to change. And, you know, and again, it's, it's, this is, this is, it starts with God, it's worked out, it is the grace of God worked out in my experience, so that the things that I did not want to do previously, that is, the good things that I was not interested in, I become interested in. And the other thing is, when we're talking about sin, that's kind of interesting, is I begin to be more sensitized to sin. So one of the things that often happens Mm -hmm. to people who begin to follow Christ is they start to feel more like a sinner than they did before they were following Christ, because they have a better sense of what that is. They they begin to understand sin more. And, and that's God working out his righteousness in us. Well, I got to tell you, John, this is just a, a really terrific gospel summation. I very much have appreciated this today. Well, great. Yeah, I didn't write it. God did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And for anyone listening, well, yeah, and, for, and for anyone listening who, like I said, doesn't hang out in a church or read the Bible and thinks, boy, all these Christians around me are morons. We are all morons. Yeah. It's just. The yep. process, right. John, that you're talking about takes place over a long period of time. It does. That's right. That's right. And, and ultimately, it's not, it's not complete until we find ourselves in eternity. That's, you know, that is, it's progressive. That, that change is progressive. The change in position is instantaneous, but the transformation is progressive. So Character. there are plenty of people who, fo- who follow Jesus, who, frankly, you know, they're, they're not everything we had hoped they would be. But if they really belong to Christ, they will be one day. That's good. John Kessler. Thanks, What a John. piece of work, John Kessler. What a piece, what of, work a piece John of work John Kessler is. is. <laughs> yeah, that's good. His latest book is called Dangerous Virtues, How to Follow Jesus When Evil Masquerades as Good. You can find John and his blog online, of course, John Kessler. We'll take a quick break, come back. We've been following along with uh, what's happened in Texas, the debacle. What we've got next is a really great story of the kindness of strangers and the generosity that brings people together. Stick around for that. What if I told you you could save a baby's life for just $28? Well, it's true. Preborn is a ministry doing just that with the help of people just like you by offering free ultrasound sessions to pregnant women and girls who might otherwise choose to end their pregnancy. 
We know that pregnant girls and women who can see their babies on ultrasound are far more likely to choose life. Your gift today can save babies' lives. Just $28 can give a mother who is abortion-minded the chance to see the truth of the baby that is growing inside her. $140 can do this for five girls and women. And a $15,000 gift will provide an ultrasound machine that will save lives for years to come. Whether you want to save one baby or five or hundreds, that opportunity is just a phone call or click away. Call 833-850-BABY. That's 833-850-2229. Or give online preborn.org slash radio. When is the best time to talk to your family about staying in touch during a disaster? When floodwaters reach your door? When wildfires are engulfing the edge of your neighborhood? Or an earthquake is destroying buildings? Or is the best time, perhaps, today? During a disaster, you may not be able to stay in touch with your family or friends as easily as you think. Go to ready.gov slash communicate and make your emergency plan today. Don't wait. Communicate. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. Well, by now, you all heard me talk about my pillow and how it's really a great, very comfortable pillow. They won't go flat. You can wash and dry them as many times as you want, and they maintain their shape, and they're made in the USA. Now, for a limited time, MyPillow is offering the premium MyPillows for the lowest price ever. You can get a queen-size premium MyPillow for $29.98. They are regularly $69.98. It's a $40 savings. Kings are only $5 more. All MyPillow products come with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square, and use promo code WORD. You'll also get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the Giza Dream bed sheets, the MyPillow mattress topper, and MyPillow towel sets, or call 800-391-0954. Use promo code WORD. Or right now, MyPillow.com. MyPillow.com. Welcome back to Customize and Save with Liberty Mutual Insurance Company, the game show where you only pay for what you need. And we're out of time. Only pay for what you need at LibertyMutual.com. Liberty, 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 Liberty. This is Kathy Emmons. John and I are grateful for the encouragement we have from all of our advertisers and especially our friends at Grove City College. Thanks to everyone at Grove City for supporting the ride home. We are everywhere on your radio at 101.5 WORD FM Pittsburgh at WordFM.com, the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and at Radio.com. We'll see clear to partly cloudy skies for tonight with a low of 30. It'll be windy tomorrow with intervals of clouds and sunshine. Expected afternoon shower in the area with a high of 52. Breezy tomorrow evening. Otherwise, we'll see considerable clouds with a low of 29. Periods of sunshine on tap for Thursday. Thursday will reach a high of 38. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. Valentine's Day, when Texas was just beginning to freeze over. Uh, There's a story here that's really a great story. A young woman by the name of Chelsea Timmons, uh, as a side gig, she delivered groceries on the weekends. So she's out, you know, delivering groceries. There she is in Austin. She has one more delivery to go. She pulls up on this driveway and starts to come down. There's a long sloped driveway in her Toyota RAV4. 
and all of a sudden she hits ice on this driveway and that RAV4 takes off. And she says in this article that I'm reading in the Washington Post, please don't let me hit the house. Please don't let me hit the house. Instead, the RAV4 went up on some flower beds, hit a small tree. She was fine. The car wasn't damaged, but she's spinning her wheels. She can't get out because there's all this ice now all of a sudden in Texas. Homeowner comes out. He says, you're okay. Come on in the house. Let's call AAA. They start calling uh, tow truck companies. Nobody can come out. Places shut down right, in, in of course, Texas. Everything's right? shut down. So there it is. It's Valentine's Day. The homeowners, she says to the homeowners, you know what? This is my side gig. I live more than an hour and a half away, and I've been making the rounds. I can't get back home. They said, you know what? we got five kids who used to come through this house. They're all grown. We're a retired couple. You stay here. So she went out and got her clothes. She had some clothes in her car and she went to a spare room. They all shared Valentine's day dinner together. And then the storm really hit five days went by. And she was with them for five days, five days. Um, Yeah. Five days. These people live together. Nina and Corden Richardson and Chelsea Tom Timmons all together in the same house to, you know, she said, the first night, I, you know, I was afraid because, you know, there I am replaying every book that I've read, every horror story that I can right. think of that they're going to come and get me in the middle of the night. She said, I didn't right. sleep that well. But then we bonded and, you know, we became friends. We were total strangers. We became friends. One time she said, I made them my signature coconut cream cake. He's got a picture of it with the cake. Five days went up. Finally, the you know car was able to get up the driveway. She said, I've just got new friends. I'm going to stay in touch forever. Isn't that a great story? I love that. Me too. I love that. Listen, I know this is kind of a weird thing. If if you don't do choir or band, or if you're not in hockey, you don't have the experience of being in a choir and going in, or in a band or hockey, <laughs> and just going and staying in people's houses. Yeah. It's just, but I, I've done that so many times. I have stayed in people's homes all around the United States. Yeah. Just people who are generous and kind and said, I have an extra bed and it's not great, but you can have it for tonight. And I mean, it's, you get some great stories because there, I mean, a lot of you people, never are, know. a lot of people are a piece of work, right? As a lot of John Kessler was discussing, yeah. but there are also just some wonderful relationships that I've kept all these mm-hmm. years. Yeah. I remember years ago I was with the Bible league and we were in Russia and we, instead of staying in hotels, we stayed in people's homes, just citizens. Now, of course, yeah. there's a huge language barrier there. And right. so, they, so, you know, two people to a house. And one of the people from the Bible League said, the guy you're going to stay with, he's a former professional wrestler. So I'm trying to like talk to this guy about wrestling. Turns yeah. out the guy was an architect. <laughs> what? They told you the wrong thing. Yeah. Nice. I'm like making it? small talk in about broken wrestling. English with this guy about wrestling. He's like, who is this American showing up? Meanwhile, he's living in his beautiful moron. home. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you never know who's going to walk in the front door with stories. Oh, that's really funny. Well, right, if, we'll you ever, if you ever have a chance to host somebody, just do it. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's just, it's a really, I don't know. It's a way, it's a humble thing to do for someone else. And I, I've always really enjoyed it. We'll take a quick break. Come back. One of our favorite guests, Hugh Ross, is with us. It's a very interesting discussion that's ahead i really can't get a hold of it um life design shows emphatic transfer of pain 
101.5 WORD. I was sitting there and I seen the ultrasound and I just seen the baby. And at that moment, I wanted to keep the baby. She said they go to heartbeat. You've heard that seeing is believing. That's certainly true when it comes to pregnancies. It's been shown that abortion-minded women who see their babies on an ultrasound are likely to have that baby. Today, you can provide a free ultrasound for a pregnant woman for just $28, the cost to save the life of a baby. So whether you want to save one or five or hundreds of babies, Word FM and Preborn are here to help. Call today, 833-850-BABY, or go to wordfm.com. The far left controls the White House and both houses of Congress, but Alliance Defending Freedom wants to make sure they don't control your house. Religious freedom, sanctity of life, Free speech and parental rights, precious freedoms that ADF will protect at the courthouse. With God's help, we have over 2,000 victories, including 11 at the Supreme Court. And because ADF is a tax-deductible nonprofit ministry, we provide our services at no charge to those whose freedom is threatened. We have a challenging 48 months ahead of us. We must be prepared to stand for freedom. Call 833-993-4377 with your most generous gift. Or visit adflegal.org slash freedom to sign the freedom statement and commit to help us sustain our efforts. 833-993-4377 or click adflegal.org slash freedom. Still paying outrageous premiums for your health insurance? Or maybe you settled with a ministry plan, some short-term medical or limited benefit plan that lacks the coverage you need? This is Kathy Emmons for my friends at Marley Financial. Every agency offers the same stuff, well, except for Marley. Marley Financial now offers a unique ACA clone that looks feels, and most importantly, acts just like a Blue Cross plan. In fact, it's even better. You can go to any hospital or facility anywhere in the country. They'll actually waive your deductible for inpatient and surgery. Does your plan do that? Plus, they can customize your plan to reduce your costs for the rest of your life. Contact Marley Financial today, 724-884-1496. You don't have to wait till open enrollment. 724-884-1496 or visit MarleyFG.com. Nobody does health insurance like Marley. 724-884-1496. Don't let pests haunt your home this winter. Get the help you need at BoozeBugStoppers.com. When bats and rodents move in, Boo and his Bug Stoppers team are ready to serve them an eviction notice. Get a free quote on your pest problem today with no long-term contracts and a 100% satisfaction guarantee to safely treat your problem until it's gone. When it comes to solving your pest problem, who are you going to call? Booze Bug Stoppers at BoozeBugStoppers.com. You know, people say, hey man, I feel your pain, right? I feel your pain. Well, do we really? Maybe these words are truer than we do realize, the empathy involved in feeling someone's pain. Hugh Ross is with us. Hugh's an astronomer, founder, president of Reasons to Believe, an organization dedicated to integrating scientific fact and biblical biblical faith. His books include Weathering Climate Change, Why the Universe is the Way it Is, and Navigating Genesis. Hugh, friend, welcome back. Well, thank you for having me back. Yeah, always happy to have you, Hugh. Okay, this is a fascinating subject. So this, you're going to be kind of giving us a a report on behavioral sciences uh, attempt to understand pain transference, but in relation to mice at first. Yes, they did the experiment of mice. It was a Stanford University study, and they wanted to investigate the degree to which 
emotions and empathy can be transferred uh, from one individual to another. And, uh, you know, mice and rats are good proxies for humans, and they were actually, you know, looking at the brain while they were doing this. So that's why they wanted to use mice instead of humans, at least initially. And uh, they discovered that, uh, you know, if uh, one mouse uh, had pain, uh, a second mouse uh, could also adopt that pain and express empathy to the mouse that was in pain, but only if they had uh, significant social interaction. The mice had to know one another previously. They had to be cellmates or cage mates. And uh, then when they're brought into social engagement with another, they discovered only one hour of social engagement is enough uh, for that pain empathy to be expressed. But I think what was more outstanding is that they had two mice experiencing significant pain, and they gave one mouse a pain relief shot and allowed the two mice to socially engage. And the mouse that didn't have any shot got rid of the pain. So it's basically telling us this has potential for human medical therapy. You know, if you've got a whole hospital filled with people all experiencing, say, severe cancer pain or severe arthritic pain, uh, you could give medication to one and then allow that one to socially engage with all the others and they'll all experience pain relief without the use of narcotic drugs. Wow. That's really amazing, really? Hugh. I, I mean, I never would even imagine such a thing. Um, you know, along these same lines, one of uh, a film that I saw many years ago, I bet you it was like maybe late 70s, early 80s. It stars this woman, uh, Ellen Burstyn, and it's called Resurrection. And she essentially is a faith healer. But the difference is people come to her who, you know, are crippled, whether it's, you know, multiple sclerosis or muscular dystrophy, and she literally hugs them, embraces them, and they transfer that thing, that malady into her body and her body contorts in the same way that their bodies contorts. And then she's able to over time shed that. And then both people, the healer and the person who was afflicted walk away and they are whole again. I think about that movie a lot. This is essentially in some way what you're saying. It is uh, where we can go next with this is determining, okay, uh, to what degree do they have to have social engagement with one another before this works? And how much afterwards? I mean, in this particular experiment, they said, as long as they're sharing the same cage, it works. And as long as they have a minimum of one hour uh, playtime together, it works. And then for humans, we're going to need to do similar experiments to see at what level it works. But yeah, what you saw in the movie is an indication this could really work at a human level. Okay, so I'm curious, I need you to dig more deeply into what empathy is then, because empathy to me seems like a a, a psychosocial phenomenon. Um, and maybe that is what it is. Are you talking that it's a it's an actual biological phenomenon also, some a physiological process? Well, typically biologists define empathy as the adoption of another individual's emotional state or sensory state. And that's what these experiments were saying is that you know, mammals are capable of this, uh, not just humans. And that's kind of where the researchers stopped, but I said, you know, as a Christian, of course. God had designed mammals uh, to relate to human beings and to serve and please them. Uh, we're able to domesticate them uh, for agricultural purposes, uh, to 
you know, minister uh, pleasure to humans. Uh, we use them for emotional support animals. If they didn't have these inherent designs that they share with us, we wouldn't be able to use these animals to serve and please us or to relate to us. Uh, but also makes the point that of all life on planet Earth, we humans alone have the image of God. We alone have the capability of discovering God and relating to him. And just like these animals have to share common, not just physical features with us, but emotional features with us, likewise we humans are designed so we can share uh, emotional states with our creator and spiritual states as well. So I kind of look at these experiments as a way, you know what, this is actually establishing the biblical principle of three hierarchies of life. Life is purely physical, life is physical and soulish, and one and only one species that's physical, soulish, and spiritual with the mm. capability of actually forming a relationship with the Creator. So then, Hugh, there's a way, are you saying that there's a way that we, as God's creation made in His image, we should maybe fine-tune or sharpen our skill of empathy because if we're more empathetic, more in tune with each other, more closer to God because of that empathy. Yes, and I'm saying uh, that we can learn from the animals. I mean, I've watched people, for example, that were just hours or days away from death, and they would have their pet dog with them. And I noticed that the dog was able to express empathy with the human owner in a way that made the transition from this life to the next life a more pleasant experience. I've also seen instances where when the owner died, the dog within hours likewise died. There was such a strong emotional mm-hmm. bond between the two that that, that, that could actually happen. Mm-hmm. So, and therefore, uh, I talking, think... One, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. No, please finish, you. Yeah, that one way we can build empathy into our lives is not only have these relationships with one another, uh, but also have relationships with the birds and mammals, the soulish mm-hmm. animals that God gave us uh, to be our companions. And when I look at people who struggle with empathy, it's like bringing these animals into their lives as a way to rebuild that mm-hmm. and enable them to be more empathetic with humans around them and realize it's going to take a minimum level of social engagement. It's not going to happen in 10 minutes. Uh, we need to be investing and particularly in light of this pandemic we're undergoing, we've lost a lot of our physical contact and emotional contact with one another. And I think we're seeing the consequences of that. There's a loss of empathy. And I think this is a sign mm. of how we can go forward to rebuild that as we come out of this social distancing. Oh, that's fascinating. Dr. Hugh Ross is with us, founder and president of Reasons to Believe, which is an organization dedicated to integrating scientific fact and biblical faith. He's the author of a bunch of books, including Weathering Climate Change and Navigating Genesis. Um, Hugh, I want to go back to something you said about animals. Um, you know, several times on our program over the years, you've shared uh, your journey growing up as someone who is on the autism spectrum. And uh, one of the things that you detailed is your unique relationship with animals. So uh, when you hear the story about, you know, empathy and pain transference, um, someone like you who is particularly attuned to animals, um, how do you react to that? Well, 
I react to it in this way. I think one reason why we see a rise of atheism in, uh, in America and around the world, more and more uh, percentage of our population is cut off from these animals. You know, the book of Job tells us, look to these birds, look to the beasts mm-hmm. of the field, the mammals. They will teach you. They will instruct you. And I think Job is not just referring to biology. He says they'll teach you deep spiritual lessons. And so that's one of the things I learned growing up because huh. our family always had multiple pets is that when you look at how these pets bond with us, you realize when they're emotionally bonded, they demonstrate capabilities that they would never demonstrate without that human bond. And likewise, our full potential is only realized when we have a strong emotional bond uh, to our creator God. And just like our sin causes these animals to run away from us instead of how God designed them to come to us and serve and please us, likewise our sin causes us to run away from God. That's one thing I experienced when I gave my life to Jesus Christ. Suddenly I saw my potential vastly increase. But, you know, the, the animals actually teach us that lesson. And I think one reason why we're seeing more atheists today, they've lost contact. Uh, with birds and mammals, especially birds and mammals in the wild. I mean, I've taken a number of vacations over my life where I go into places of the world where the animals had never been abused by humans. And you see how strongly motivated they are to come to you, to relate to you, and uh, you know to actually bring you pleasure and service. I remember, for example, going on one mountaineering trip in Canada, and I set up my tent, and I noticed when I was going to bed, I had these animals staring at me. In the morning, they're inside my tent. They Stop. really have that strong uh, endowed capability that God gave them to seek us out and relate to us. It's our sin that gets in the way. Okay, now wait a minute, Hugh. I just have to, I have to dig deeper a little bit into that in our last couple of minutes. Now, were you by yourself? Yes, I was all by myself. Okay. And I went to a place where humans hadn't been in 50 years, so I knew I was going to a place where humans hadn't messed things up. And this was in Canada, Hugh? Yeah, I was in a remote part of the uh, Canadian wilderness. Okay. It took and me because, two days and, to hike there. <laughs> and it probably would not, you wouldn't have had that reaction from the animals if you were with another person, do you think? Um. I don't know. I haven't done. No, I did that experiment once. I took my wife. Says, I, I said to my wife, you've got to see how these animals behave. So she had the experience with me. Also okay. did that with my younger son. He couldn't believe how these animals had come right up to us. What animals were they, Hugh? What kind of animals? Well, uh, we're talking animals like, uh, you know, cats, uh, wild cats, uh, talking goats, mountain goats, uh, you know, squirrels. Uh, rabbits, uh, really? you know, ground squirrels. Um, that, you know, some animals. Uh, probably the one that's most attracted to humans that I've seen has uh, been the hoary marmots of uh, of uh, central Canada. As uh, you know, they're twenty pound animals, and uh, they just seem to really want to be with us. Really? In fact, they okay, would so... they would actually dance in front of me. It was amazing. <laughs> oh my! So Hugh, you go to sleep at night. You wake up. And then you see, feel these eyes on you, and it's some marmot giving you a good look over. That's right. Yep. <laughs> that is so excellent. I love it, you. 
God. Listen, it's fabulous, really. Really interesting. The idea wow. of empathy and transference of pain and in God's creation, leaning into that. And, you know, how much more, you know, the balance between man and uh, the other creations mm-hmm. of this world, yeah. how necessary that is. Hugh, I, I never really thought about it the way you presented it. So thank you so much for being with us to tell us this today. Oh, it's been my pleasure. Thank you. Our pleasure. Hugh Ross. He's an astronomer, the founder of Reasons to Believe. It is an organization dedicated to integrating scientific fact with biblical faith. His latest work, Hughes, is called Navigating Genesis, Reasons to Believe. My eight-year-old niece and I have one very important thing in common, a deep, passionate love for cheesecake. I remember stopping over once with the famous Cheesecake Factory Cheesecake. She'd attack that thing exactly like she should. Mid-piece, she looks up and she's got it everywhere. On her nose, her chin, and literally a smear across her elbow. As I was thinking about that moment this week, I thought, that's how I want our Faith and Family Mortgage team to be. When Word FM listeners choose to call us, it really is a gift for us to get to work for you. And whether we're talking refinance, cash out refinance, or new home purchase, it's a really big deal. So we better be attacking your situation with the fervor of an eight-year-old with her cheesecake. We'll do the work. You just sit back and relax. We are United Faith Mortgage. We pay your appraisal fees up to $500. United Mortgage Court, Melville, New York. MLS number 1330. Department of Banking. Mortgage Lender License number 22672. The following is a paid announcement. The advertiser was paid a marketing fee for a digital campaign. Please make sure to review our disclaimer on our report page. The new year is here, and the time is now to capitalize on the gold stocks boom in the U.S. markets. More stimulus and higher inflation could potentially drive gold prices to record highs in 2021. And with gold exploration stocks poised to skyrocket in the coming months, you have an opportunity to position your trades with red hot gold exploration stock opportunities. Text the word gold to 48542. Get front row access to market intelligence when you text the word gold to 48542 and to set your investment research strategy to hyper growth mode with your free subscription to the gold market research report. Text gold to 48542 and have this red hot intelligence delivered directly to your mobile device so you can make decisions as market conditions change. If you're interested in our hit list of the most promising gold exploration stocks, then text the word gold to 48542. And don't get left behind in 2021. Text gold to 48542. With PatriotSoftware.com, accounting and payroll, keep your time and money. Mike Campbell here, serial entrepreneur. I started my first business in the basement of a factory over 30 years ago. We had no heat and no air conditioning. Instead of customers, our office visitors were rats, birds, flies, and snakes. Our office flooded often, and we used blankets as our office walls. We were broke and needed help. That's why I created Patriot Software, to help small business owners with simple payroll for 1 to 100 employees. And if you need help, we will help you for free. Go to PatriotSoftware.com. Use promo code RADIO and get two months of payroll processing free. That's PatriotSoftware.com. With PatriotSoftware.com, accounting and payroll, keep your time and money. Pre-COVID, you'd go into a restaurant, 
And uh, they'd always provide the early bird special. You know the early bird special. You right. got there like, you know, at 3 o'clock or 4 o'clock pre-dinner time. And those senior citizens, those older among us who are going to bed at 8 o'clock, so 4 o'clock, that's pretty much dinner time. Well, they get the early bird special, right? Okay, so now that a lot of people have had their first vaccine and their Not second enough. vaccine, yeah. it's coming. Okay. The word is in the travel industry that many people in their 60s, 70s, and 80s are jumping on early bird travel specials. Hot dog. So Hilton Head is yes. booked to the gills with a bunch of older people doing the second vaccine. Is that right? Even deeper places like, you know, long, uh, expensive cruises to the Galapagos Islands. Oh. In December, all of a sudden, they saw healthcare workers who had received two vaccines were coming en masse, like five nurses together. You know, I'd do bunch- that. I'd do that. Yes, yes. Boom. Bring so, it. Isn't that really good news? Yes. Well, listen. Soon and I, very soon. Listen, I read this article today. It hacked me off so much. I just oh, have no. to talk about it. Yeah, it did. It was one of these articles that said, okay, so even after you get two vaccines, don't think you can stop social distancing and wearing masks all the time. And I was like, get me out of here. You cannot have it both ways. Okay. You cannot. I am sorry. If I get two vaccines, man, I am going somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely. And I'm going to live it up when I'm there. Where do you want to go? I mean, where's... Okay. Thank you for asking. What I've been perseverating on since last Thursday when you broke the news to Mike and I is Key West. <laughs> the nonstop flights yeah. from Pittsburgh to Key West. Two hours, 30 minutes, Mike told us. He looked it up. Direct Pittsburgh to Key West. Not, I not too been, expensive. I, yeah. How, what's the cost of that, Mike? Do you remember the the uh, what what that flight was? It wasn't that bad. I mean, I mean all things considered. Okay. You know, it wasn't like 500 bucks. It was cheaper than that round trip. Right. I mean, I have spent more than uh, a time period that you would call healthy thinking about that trip. Uh, yeah, I'm glad I brought it up because I think about it a lot too. Mm-hmm. Look, I'm sitting in my spare room where we've been since last March. Right. I'm looking out the window now. It is sun shining. You can see right. if you're streaming, there's some sunshine on my face. But still, we are coated heavily. There's at least, I don't know, six inches on the ground, at least six inches. When's it going to go away? And when are we going to be free to roam? Take that mask off. Give me a shot and let's go. So the price tag is $167 from Pittsburgh to Key West, Southwest Airlines. You guys. Uh Uh-huh. Can Can we do the show there, remote? Yes. If we can do the show from our spare room. (laughs) Yeah. It's the Key West edition. We can do it from there. Oh that'd my be great. gosh, that'd be, oh my that'd be glorious. I want to go into the ocean and, you know, be totally submerged yes. and then just come up and then just stand there or sit there with my little head sticking out. And I would stay in that for like, until my whole body turned into a grape. Listen, I, be- I want to sit at an outdoor table with a chair mm. and I am seeing a body of water that is ocean-like Yeah, and I'm going to eat slowly and I'm not going to freak out about how close somebody is next yeah. to me. Right. You know, somebody just cough. Oh, that's fine. Whatever. You're good. I mean, I'll, look out and I'll, I'll see John Hall's little head out there just that's popping good. up out of the water. I'll Mike, what waving. are you going to be doing when we're there? Waving there. I will probably uh, be three feet deep into the water. Uh-huh. Just sitting there. Wait. Gla- 
No, you you got a you got one kid hanging on you, and you're holding oh, a little no, baby. No, His no, kids no, are no, coming. Oh, you're no, doing that. Just you, me. No. Just the three what of us. What are you talking the about? No, coming. don't make this hard for me. No, this is He's vacation. He's got responsibilities. John. He's out there holding right. the paintbrush. Get out of here. Just the three of us. Gosh, I can't figure out why we're talking about this on the air. We should be talking about this in our secret, uh, like between, like during commercial times. Yes. Okay. I'm with that in right mind. Now. We're going to talk about 52 places to love for 2021 and evangelism. York Moore joins us during the 5 o'clock hour. One hundred one point five WORDFM Pittsburgh on your smart speaker by saying "Play the Word Pittsburgh" and on your phone via the Word FM mobile app. iHeart, tune in, and at radio.com. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. A Senate hearing examining what went wrong with the law enforcement response to the January 6th Capitol insurrection has come to an end. House Rules Committee Chairwoman Amy Klobuchar said afterward that it's clear action needs to be taken. That's after security officials who were in charge that day described confusion during the attack and intelligence failures that failed to predict the violence that would break out. The U.S. Senate voted 92 to 7 today to confirm Tom Vilsack as Agriculture Secretary. The former Iowa governor spent eight years leading the same department for former President Barack Obama. In his testimony, Vilsack, who is now 70 years old, heavily endorsed boosting climate-friendly agricultural industries such as the creation of biofuels. Golfer Tiger Woods hospitalized today after his vehicle overturned in a car crash in California. On Wall Street, the Dow closed up 15 points. More on these stories at SRNnews.com. Every choice you make, you want it to be the wise one. And if you haven't joined MediShare yet, you may want to look into it right now. It may be exactly the wise choice for you and your family. You can save a lot on your health care without sacrificing quality. MediShare gives you free telehealth, a huge network of doctors, all of that. But the typical family saves $500 a month month after month and that makes sense for a lot of people more than 400,000 so far and you get the security of knowing this has been working great for over 25 years so MediShare is different it's a good different it's really about sharing members even pray for each other which is very refreshing especially right now and one more very good thing if you join before the end of February they'll waive your new member fee that's another $170 you'll save before you start saving month after month. Here's the number. Call 844-45-BIBLE. That's 844-45-BIBLE. 844-45-BIBLE. Hey, this is Laura Story, and I'm excited to invite you to join me, Alistair Begg, Michael O'Brien, and our friends at Salem Media Group in the summer of 2021 on an amazing cruise to Alaska. Alaska is a truly spectacular place to draw close to God. It's filled with ice blue glaciers, rugged mountains, and untamed wildlife. God's majesty is constantly on display, and I'm praying that he will use our time to do something truly significant in your life. Soak in breathtaking landscape as we worship and go deeper with God's Word as a compass for our time together. I hope you will join me August 28th through September 4th, 2021. Call 855-565-5519 to join us or visit deeperfaithcruise.com for all the details. 855-565-5519 or visit deeperfaithcruise.com for all the details. What if I told you you could save a baby's life for just $28? It's true. 
Preborn is a ministry doing just that with the help of people just like you by offering free ultrasound sessions to pregnant women and girls who might otherwise choose to end their pregnancy. We know that pregnant girls and women who can see their babies on ultrasound are far more likely to choose life. Your gift today can save babies' lives. Just $28 can give a mother who is abortion-minded the chance to see the truth of the baby that is growing inside her. $140 can do this for five girls and women. And a $15,000 gift will provide an ultrasound machine that will save lives for years to come. Whether you want to save one baby or five or hundreds, that opportunity is just a phone call or click away. Call 833-850-BABY. That's 833-850-2229. Or give online, preborn.org slash radio. We'll see clear to partly cloudy skies for tonight with a low of 30. It'll be windy tomorrow with intervals of clouds and sunshine. Expected afternoon shower in the area with a high of 52. Breezy tomorrow evening. Otherwise, we'll see considerable clouds with a low of 29. Periods of sunshine on tap for Thursday. Thursday will reach a high of 38. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. In the uh, 4 o'clock hour, we just were talking about places we wanted to go to. Yep. I saw a piece that, um, it's a travel place uh, in the Times. We ask readers to tell us about the spots that have delighted, inspired, and comforted them in a dark year. So the people have chimed in on places that they have visited. Do you look at this, Kath, the places people are going no, to? No, I actually forgot, and I'm just looking at it right now. Okay, so here, South Wales. Who, who goes to South Wales? Uh, no, right? I, I wouldn't think all that many people go to South Wales, but I would like to go to South Wales. because. Well, I, well yeah. look at this picture. I just pulled it up. There's like the little you know, wild horses and the mm-hmm. old castles. Exactly. So There so, are more castles in Wales than any other. Uh, uh, wait, is Wales a country? Yes. Yeah, it is a country than any other country in the world. What? Yeah. Okay, so Owen Mardikin says this. Over the last 20 years, I've traveled to South Wales about seven or eight times with my wife and later our children to visit family in a town near Swasey called Mumbles. Mumbles. The name is a corruption of the French word for breasts. It sits at the edge of the Gower Peninsula, a beautiful wild place that offers expansive beaches, medieval castles, hilltop trails, horses that gaze near Stone Age ruins, and picture book villages with friendly pubs serving Sunday roasts and local ales in dark wood booths. That sounds fabulous. South Wales. Yeah. Put that on your list. Okay. Huh? How about Spain? Or I'm sorry, Saipan. Yeah, what? Saipan sounds wonderful. The problem with that is it takes a long time. It takes that super. It's just really, really a long way from here. However, an island of hidden caves covered in an untamed jungle. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How about? Okay, so I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump ahead in this list. Yeah. We're reading this is from the New York Times. Um, Isfahan, Iran, is a place that has been interesting to me for a long time. What I mean, look at how beautiful that is. Sure is. 
I had a, I had a friend who was Iranian and told me about this place. And ever since I've just thought, well, wouldn't that be fabulous? Do you think you can get in? No. I mean, you know, like in a regular world. Uh, yes. I wonder. You can get in. I don't know whether you want to get in. Dangerous? Uh, I don't know if Isfahan is dangerous. Certainly parts of Iran are dangerous. I don't mm-hmm. think all of it is. But I guess it depends on where you go. And it depends on what happens with the uh, conversations between President Biden and the president of Iran. Right. Okay. How about Siwa Oasis, Egypt? Someone says, Catherine Litton says, Siwa haunts my dreams. This oasis far into the great sand sea of Western Egypt, 400 miles from Cairo on lonely desert roads is a place of infinite vistas and intimate conversations. Only one road goes to Siwa. It is a valley of figs and and palms, oh. hot and cold springs. Okay. How about Montana's Golden Triangle, Big Sky Country? Light lasts a very long time there in the summer evenings. There is sort of a constant background of big winds. Mm. You're small in that part of the country, says Doreen Stevens. Yeah, so look, I mean, 52 places that call out to you, wouldn't you love to go? At this point, listen, at this point, I'm happy to stand in the parking lot at Aldi. Right, I know. I, I agree. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just yeah. to get out of my uh, out of my house and wander around for a little bit. That's all I'm saying. Hey, Senegal's mentioned here. Were you around uh, Dakar? Dakar's uh, the capital, I was, right? I was. Yes. Uh huh. I was in Dakar. Lovely. Mm-hmm. Um, how about London Saint Saint James the Less Church, England? That looks I, very lovely. Sure, it does. Leah. Marrakesh. Mm-hmm. Happy to do that. Um, yeah. Log of Agore Trail in Iceland. I just want you to, first of all, it looks very, very beautiful. It's a 34 mile trek in southern Iceland. Um, you climb over gra- uh, over glaciers. You have to have a, it looks like a certain amount of skill in that sort of thing. I'm not interested. Why? Because I, I, I'm sure Iceland is beautiful. I don't like cold things. <clears throat> so I'm just, that's, I, I just want you to know I'm not going to go there. My nephew was in a foreign exchange student his senior year in Iceland. And of course, he had a wonderful time. And, and a fabulous he, time. He would to make me feel badly for saying that. Yeah, it's not fabulous. that I don't, I don't appreciate the people who live in Iceland. I'm just saying when you're comparing, you know, some of the things we've been talking about to Iceland. Mm-hmm. Okay, speaking Grecian, of, Greek, Greek Isles. Can I go to Greece? Wouldn't you love to go to Greece and have like, you know, lamb, some falafel, just kind How of How about like around. the white stucco buildings that are mm-hmm. like clutching to the edge of the cliff? The blue, blue ocean. Yeah. Wouldn't that be wonderful? Oh. Okay. But I need to go back to ice because I just saw Lake Michigan is on here. And I have spent a lot of time at Lake Michigan. Have you? Oh, yeah. I went to Lake Michigan every summer for about, I don't know, almost 10 years. Wow. Yeah, Lake Michigan is absolutely a spectacular place in the summer. And in the winter, it, you might as well be mm. in Iceland. I'll tell you right now. <laughs> no, really? It is absolutely crazy. I mean, I very much recommend it, but, you know, holy cow, really? you got to be ready. Okay. You got to be ready. How about just someplace close to home? Have you been to Canada? Wandered around Canada? I've been to Canada. I don't think I've wandered around. Mm, yeah, I, I'd like to go to Stratford, Canada. To Never been Stra- to Stratford. Oh, it's just a lovely theater experience. I'd be happy to go there. Not that far I, away. I've been, uh, I think Montreal is a wonderful city. Mm-hmm. I think Quebec City is gorgeous. Love to go. And uh, my husband's family's from Ottawa. So I've spent uh, a lot of time in Ottawa and it's absolutely wonderful. Love to I go. Love anyway, 52 places once the pandemic ends. That's a wonderful thing to look forward to. We need to take a quick break. Do we not? I want to keep looking at these places, mm. John. Let's talk about evangelism. York okay. Moore is with us. York always has a really fascinating story to tell. 
We'll stick around for that. Innovator, strategist, abolitionist, revivalist, York Moore, straight ahead. WORD. Dr. Michael Youssef. How many hours have we invested in bad habits, in worldly entertainment, and pursuing worldly goals? How are we going to expect to neutralize or counteract worldly experiences with only a couple of hours a week? It doesn't work that way. Be challenged this week on Leading the Way with Dr. Michael Youssef. Tomorrow morning at 6.30 on 101.5 WORD. Some home repairs simply can't wait for spring, especially a leaky roof or drafty old windows. You can count on Windows R Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows R Us offers repair and replacement for roofs, windows, gutters and downspouts, siding, entry doors, even decks. A leaky roof left unfixed can lead to mold and mildew. Don't put it off. Right now, Windows R Us offers 12 months no interest financing and no processing fee through Dollar Bank. Get new factory direct replacement windows for your home or office. Choose from 100% vinyl, commercial aluminum, wood, or composite. To show their appreciation to word listeners, you'll also get 10% off your total project when you mention this station. Get 12 months no interest, no processing fee, and 10% off, backed by the best warranty in the industry. Schedule your free estimate and inspection today at WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. That's WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. James Brown and Bill Cower welcoming you back to the Midnight Snack Run. This is one turkey obstacle course. Uh Uh-oh. He's eyeballing a jar of candy. That is tempting right off the start. But he pushes it away. He's approaching a plate of iced cookies. He blows right by him for the apple. Oh, the fridge. Looks like he's headed for the soda. Wait, he jukes left, grabs the water bottle. That's the way you execute a midnight snack run. Stand up to cancer and rally. Want you to reduce your risk for cancer. Go to takeahealthystand.org. Your business is ready for a reboot, a recharge. The way our companies operate has changed. The changes haven't been easy, but there's help. The marketing team at Salem Surround gives you the tools needed to stand out and be visible to current and potential customers online right now looking for what you do. We can design a plan that targets potential customers with proven marketing strategies. Learn more at surroundpittsburgh.com. Surroundpittsburgh.com. Connecting you with new customers. Don't let pests scare away your business. Get the help you need at BoozeBugStoppers.com. When cold drives pests and rodents inside, Boo and his Bug Stoppers team has your business covered. Get a free quote on your pest control and sanitation plan for the upcoming year. With no long-term contracts and a 100% satisfaction guarantee to treat your problem until it's gone. When it comes to solving your pest problem, who are you going to call? Booze Bug Stoppers at BoozeBugStoppers.com. the love of Jesus so much that you cannot help but be attracted to them. I mean, you just lean into them and you see this joy, this effusion of delight in their lives and they are loving Jesus. I mean, that's to me, you know, the evangelism at its finest. But for a lot of us, when the subject of evangelism comes up, it makes, I think a lot of us anxious and I'll just raise my hand. It makes me anxious it seems difficult, um, onerous, perhaps a little overwhelming. 
So how do you effectively evangelize? Well, York Moore is back with us. York, uh, he serves as a national evangelist for InterVarsity USA, the author of Do Something Beautiful, the story of everything and a guide to your place in it. York, welcome back, friend. It's been a while. Happy that you're with us. Yeah, it has been a while. I'm glad to be back with you. Good to hear your voice. Yeah, really. Really good to hear from you, York. Uh, you know, the subject of evangelism is really daunting to a lot of people. You know, they hear it and they think, oh, no, like, I'm going to have to tell somebody about Jesus and I'm not going to know what to say. And they're going to say something and then I'm going to be stumped and I'm, then I'm going to make God look bad. Yeah, well, you know, so often we make it more than it actually is. I was just uh, recently flying home from uh, a trip uh, in Florida. I don't mean to rub it in there, but it was quite oh. warm. <laughs> Thanks, York. a couple of days ago, nice. and um, I was in the back of uh, my Uber on the way to the airport. And I always take an opportunity to share with my Uber drivers, you know, the love of the Lord and ask them how I can pray for them. And, you know, I was, I was riding in the back of this Uber. And as I was beginning to get into the goodness of God, it turned out that this guy was already a believer. And we got to, be ta- we got to talking about evangelism and how he tries to share his faith as an Uber driver, how I try to share my faith as an Uber rider. And then I mm. prayed for him. And, you know, the fascinating thing is he said, you know what, all of the years I've been driving, no one has ever prayed for me. And I, I think mm. oftentimes we make evangelism into this, this thing that it isn't. It's really just about being present, present with people, you know, mm. inquiring of their lives, being present for the Holy Spirit to use us. And if we would just back up a minute and just ask ourselves, how can we be present? A lot of those fears and awkwardness around evangelism uh, would, would dissipate. That's good. How do we be present, right? You, you see the other person for who they are, right? A creation of, of God's own self, an echo in many ways of God. So mm. it does cut through the clutter pretty quick. Yeah, that's a beautiful way to put it, John. I appreciate that. You know, I think, um, you know, just being present, practicing the presence of the Holy Spirit in our own lives, asking God, how do you want to use me right now? And then just taking that step of faith. You know, the other thing that I get into in the Do Something Beautiful book is just taking small, simple ways to actually express the beauty of God and the presence of God in our lives and in our communities. How can we do things that are very simple that open the door for us, not in a way that we're manipulating. We're, it's not a bait and switch. We don't do good things in order just to share our faith. We, we do good things because there's, there's inherent value in them. But when we live mm-hmm. lives of beauty, and one of, the, one of the most beautiful things that we can do is actually listening to people. A study has shown that, that people feel loved. They experience love when you, you practice active listening. So an example. Mm-hmm. Right, I'm in the back of the, the, the car again. This is just my most recent opportunity. And, you know, I'm asking, John was the, the driver, and I said, hey, John, do you, do you have kids? And so he says, yeah, I have two. I have nine and 11. Oh, tell me about them. And so he tells me a few things about them. And one is getting into uh, 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 ice skating, which is, you know, odd for being a South Floridian. <laughs> so then I said, oh, well, tell me more about that. How does that, how, where, and then I repeat back what I hear. There's something powerful when people actually believe that you've listened to them. It opens the door. It melts mm-hmm. their hearts. It, it endears you to them. Hmm. Really good. So it's interesting then, York, that when you, when you talk to people about the things they're afraid of in evangelism, it, it kind of seems like in our heads we have this idea that we're going to be on the debate stage. 
right? Mm, and we're going to have yeah. to answer like, you know, the top 10 hardest questions about, you know, is there a God instead of imagining that you're in an Uber just asking somebody about their kids? Yeah. Well, let's make no, no, no mistake about it. We do have those experiences and I think uh, we need to be ready and, and, and study and prepare, but it's a fallacy to think that the majority uh, of those kinds of engagements with people are of that kind of combative, host, you know, hostile interaction. It, it's a maybe 5%, right? Most people, if you're willing to be present, practice active listening, show an interest in their lives, the vast majority of people, even if they're atheists, right? You know, I was an atheist. In fact, I still consider myself a recovering atheist as a follower of Christ. Even atheists will be kind enough to actually give you the time of day if you show genuine interest in them. The vast majority of people, uh, however, are not atheists. The vast majority of people are spiritually mixed up. Uh, in fact, I had a guy come to the house just uh, recently to do some work on something, and, and he says, oh, you know, I've been going to church for a long time. I said, oh, tell me about your church. And he told me, it's a great church, a famous church here in Michigan. Ah, so I just assumed immediately that he was a believer. And so I began to ask more questions. Oh, when did you start going to the church? And what brought you to the church? And as he began to unpack his spiritual story, it was pretty clear this guy had absolutely no clue who Jesus was. He had absolutely no, no idea what it meant to be saved, to be born again. And as I began to share with him, it was very clear that his views were different than, than, than mine. And I, so I think that's the more normative experience. That we still live in the United States of America. It's highly Christianized, even, in, even as we move into secularism. And the vast majority of people, they don't have a relationship with the Lord, but they're not these angry atheists that are ready to pounce. Mm-hmm. We're talking with York Moore. He's the National Evangelist for InterVarsity USA. Okay, so York, I mean, that title, National Evangelist for InterVarsity USA, I assume you're spending most of your time talking to college-age kids, yeah? Yeah, a fair amount. I, I do quite a bit uh, with the books, and I just actually wrote a, a brand new book with Dr. Gary Chapman, the author of The Five Love Languages, and it's an evangelistic book oh. called Seen, Known, Loved. And so because of the books, I, I do preach at quite a number of churches around the country, and praise the Lord, I'm starting to actually do more and more in-person preaching. I was just preaching at the, a conference down in Florida. But uh, working for InterVarsity Christian Fellowship, you know, we have seen before COVID just a phenomenal increase of students responding to the gospel. And just a phenomenal, phenomenal. You know, we get this idea that the, go- the gospel is just falling on dead ears in, mm-hmm. on our college campuses. It's, it's not true. So I do a fair amount of preaching at the conferences and events for, for college students, but also in, in churches and other conferences as well. Our York Moore is with us, National Evangelist for InterVarsity USA and the author of Do Something Beautiful, The Story of Everything and a Guide to Your Place in It. Uh, York, you said that you were a recovering atheist. Um, for people who aren't familiar with your story, tell uh, our listeners about the house you grew up in, what your family was like, and how you ended up where you are now. Yeah, uh, yeah. well, when we weren't homeless on the streets of Detroit, which was off and on in my childhood, when we did have a home, we had a sign at the front of the home that said the Moors the atheists. We had a barrel on the side of the house for burning Bibles and other religious propaganda. My, my parents were followers of an atheistic philosopher named Ayn Rand, and my, name is, and my first name is Rand, so I'm named after her. And when I went to uh, the greatest university in America, finally, the University of Michigan, go blue, uh, my nickname <laughs> on campus... i a little bit, go on. <laughs> my nickname on campus was Satan in my fraternity and, and classes wow. because I would write papers against Christians and persecute Christians. 
And then I became one, which is just, uh, you know, God's great grace, you know, God condescending to somebody as knuckleheaded as I was to, uh, to bring me into the kingdom of God. And God's used that story, you know, he's used our story. And here's the thing, Kathy, I think, uh, you know, my preference is for my kids never to have a story like that. The better testimony is for us to say, I grew up in a Christian home. I was taught the love of God. My parents you know, loved me, and they, they, they brought me to church. That's the test. That's the good testimony. I got the terrible testimony with the near-death uh, encounter and, uh, you know, atheism and those kinds of things. But God is good. God is good. Right. Okay, so York, in, in the midst of that then, when you were Satan on campus, who evangelized you? How did that happen? Well, I was the victim of many people's failed attempts at evangelism, some better than others. But, uh, you know, I, my conversion story is a very atypical you know, when I went to Michigan, I uh, I decided that the only real reason to go to college was to figure out, can there be meaning in life without God? And, you know, I didn't go to get a good degree or get, you know, a job or anything like that. I, I was in college to learn about meaning and purpose. And uh, so I studied uh, philosophy and psychology as an honor student in both of those departments. And, you know, thinking that, you know, academic pursuits would, would teach me what the world was all about and what life was all about. And, yeah. After three years, uh, I fell into a kind of a state of disillusionment, believing that, you know, there there is no God, there is no meaning in life, there's no purpose. And so I decided to kill myself. And I'll never forget, uh, you know, right before I actually attempted suicide, I, I, I thought, well, you know, maybe God can speak, or, speak for him or herself. And so I'd cross my arms and pray every day, dear Allah, Buddha, Krishna, Jesus, he, she, it, whoever you may be, here I am, just reveal yourself to me if you're real. And uh, after weeks of uh, talking to religious people and re- reading religious books, I read the Upanishads and the Bhagavad Gita and the Quran and the Bible. I sat down with pastors and Christians, and, you know, I was praying, and, and none of that seemed to work. And uh, so I, I actually decided to take my life. I said, well, it doesn't matter if I live 100 million years or I die tonight. If you die and you cease to exist, there's no point. There's no point in life. So I got my, my car going about 90 miles an hour down the freeway on uh, Christmas Eve, and uh, my plan was to smash it on a viaduct near my home. And as I got that strange, twisted courage up to take my life, fully intending to kill myself, I steered my car. And in that moment of decision, the presence and the power of God flooded the vehicle. I mean, God showed up in a big way, and he grabbed a hold of that steering wheel. And um, it's a true story. I, I, I'm the original Jesus Take the Wheel story. I should be getting royalties on that song, but I haven't seen anything yet. But, uh, you know, that supernatural encounter with the living God wasn't enough to convert me, but it was enough to get me home. And I, w- I went to sleep that night, woke up Christmas morning, and for the first time in my life, I had a sense of, like, desperation. And uh, so I, I cried out to God on Christmas morning. I said, God, if that was you last night, I have to know right now because I'm, I'm still going to kill myself. And so I walked into the next room, and <clears throat> I have four brothers, and we were all home for the holidays. And, and one of my brothers brought a, a picture frame of the poem, Footprints in the Sand. And it's just a simple no story about how God is present and working in our lives, even when we're unaware of his presence. And I had read it before, but this time I'm reading this poem, this simple poem, and I hear the voice of God as clearly as I hope you're hearing mine this afternoon. And, and God said three things that changed my forever. He said, number one, I do exist. Number two, I'm the reason why you exist. And those two data points for a philosopher, that's all I needed. Everything else could be derived from those two data points. But the third thing blew me away. He said, number three, 
I'm the one who kept you from killing yourself last night, which meant that God knew who I was. He cared enough to act. He was actively involved in my life. And so I just had this overwhelming sense of conviction that I, I, I was in the wrong, that, that, that I owed the world and God something. So I ran into the other room and in tears, I said, God, if you can take my life from this day forward, I'm going to live it for you. I'm going to live my life for you. And that's, that was the first day of the, the rest of my life. And uh, that's wow. why I'm talking to you today. <laughs> That's fabulous. York, we love that story so sure much. Do. It's really Thanks good. be to God. York Moore, uh, from Inner Varsity, his brand new book is called Seen, Known, Loved, Five Truths About God and Your Love Language. It's written with Gary Chapman. Uh, York, we've got to take a few minutes and step away. Can you stay with us? We'd like to talk. I know you've talked recently about uh, Robbie Zacharias and uh, the tragedy of that. Can you stay with us and can we delve into that for a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. I'm at your disposal. Thank you so much. We'll take a, uh, just a quick break. Stay with us. York Moore continues here in The Ride Home. We're Pittsburgh's Christian Talk. It's The Ride Home with John and Kathy. We've all been thinking a lot lately about the air we breathe. QDOT has been thinking about it for over 100 years, providing big HVAC solutions for the commercial industry, including healthcare, where air quality is paramount. Does your home deserve any less? For affordable solutions, including their new bipolar ionizer, which may eliminate up to 99.4% of airborne viruses, including SARS-CoV-2, breathe easier with QDOT. Call 412-366-6200 or visit q-dot.com. Mortgage commercials are rarely exciting. So to make it slightly more interesting, here are my nieces to do it for me. So interest rates continue to drop like my sister's baby teeth. Come on, Uncle Ryan had to say the same thing last year. That's true. Last year, it was rates are boring talk historically low. And now this year, there's somehow even more boring talk historically lower than the previous boring talk historically low. Sounds boring. But for so many listeners who just haven't wanted to deal with it, refinancing right now could save you massive amounts of Lego sets. Rates have gotten that low. Some borrowers could potentially save hundreds monthly and tens and tens of thousands over the life of a loan. And if you didn't put 20% down before, some could even stop having to pay PMI. Give Uncle Brian a shot. We are United Faith Mortgage. We pay your appraisal fees up to $500. United Mortgage Court, Melville, New York. MLS number 1330. Department of Banking. Mortgage Lender License number 22672. Sweet strawberry icing. You're in goodwill and just past that vintage denim jacket you spot. Miniature donut earrings. You lean in. Ah, oh, that's the scent of shopping success. Because at Goodwill, every item you buy funds local job training and more. So bring home those donut earrings and bring home so much good to your community. Goodwill. Bring good home. Brought to you by Goodwill and the Ad Council. We're all spending a lot more time at home these days. An adjustable bed can elevate your sleep experience and make everyday activities like reading, watching TV, and working more comfortable. At the Original Mattress Factory, we know not all adjustable beds are created equal. You need one that has the features you need, along with the power and durability to provide comfort for years to come. We offer high-quality adjustable bases at an affordable factory-direct price. Visit an Original Mattress Factory location to elevate your sleep experience today. 
Don't let pests haunt your home this winter. Get the help you need at BoozBugStoppers.com. When bats and rodents move in, Boo and his Bug Stoppers team are ready to serve them an eviction notice. Get a free quote on your pest problem today with no long-term contracts and a 100% satisfaction guarantee to safely treat your problem until it's gone. When it comes to solving your pest problem, who are you going to call? Booze Bug Stoppers at BoozeBugStoppers.com. Listen on your smart speaker, the Word FM app at wordfm.com, iHeart, TuneIn, and on radio.com. In the car or at home, too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. We'll see clear to partly cloudy skies for tonight with a low of 30. It'll be windy tomorrow with intervals of clouds and sunshine. Expected afternoon shower in the area with a high of 52. Breezy tomorrow evening. Otherwise, we'll see considerable clouds with a low of 29. Periods of sunshine on tap for Thursday. Thursday will reach a high of 38. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. York Moore, National Evangelist for InterVarsity USA, the author of several wonderful books that we love. His latest is called Seen, Known, Loved, Five Truths About God and Your Love Language, co-written with Gary Chapman. York, uh, we all, those of us who have followed uh, Ravi Zacharias International Ministries for a long time, um, or like me, have been a longtime donor, um, a big supporter of them, just over the last year, have read with shock and dismay, unbelievable grief, sadness, anger, you name it, at uh, the revelations that have come out and the investigations that have produced a lot of details about the horror that uh, Mr. Zacharias was involved in on almost a daily basis. Um, We want to talk to you about this, York, because you were, you know, part of the speakers board at RZIM. And um, so I guess I just want to open it up to you and say, you know, tell us how you feel about it. Yeah. Well, the word horrors, I think, begins to describe uh, how we should feel and and respond. And let me just be clear right up front, right, that for all of the attention that Robbie and the story has gotten, our hearts and our prayers have to go out to the victims first and foremost and their families. I mean, these are precious women made in the image of God who are preyed upon by someone who is extremely intelligent and articulate beyond measure. And uh, that's the real heartbreak here. Uh, You know, this carries also the question about, well, how can somebody who has had such a great kingdom impact be so monstrous in his uh, abuse of power? And uh, I don't know where the bifurcation, if you know this word, bifurcation, this kind of Mm -hmm. split or divergence, where that happened in Robbie's story. But at some point, you know, intimacy with Christ was not enough. And he used his power uh, to abuse women. And I can tell you this much, that you can continue to still have an impact on the world without having an intimacy with Christ. Uh, His charisma, his speaking gifts, uh, unquestionable. I myself have personally been impacted uh, quite early in my my walk with the Lord. And then uh, just, uh, you know, about a year before he passed away, I was on the same platform with him preaching side by side. Um, and so I have been deeply impacted by this man, uh, that his impact is unquestionable. The intimacy that he did not have, he could not have intimacy with Christ while carrying on this secret life. And uh, I don't know about you, but it, it's a terrifying prospect to think about his first conversation as he, as he passed from this world to the next, to stand before the living God, 
the holy God of the universe and have to give an account for what you have been involved in. I can't even begin to imagine. The last thing I'll say is that how do we actually respond as believers? You know, uh, when the world looks at the church, uh, this is the expectation. The expectation is that we're charlatans, that we are, uh, you know, abusive, that we're manipulative, that we take advantage of people and their finances, and, and this is just proof of the assumptions that many people have in the world. And the, the easy thing to do here would be to, to just reject, to denounce, to run away from the name of Rabbi Zacharias. That would be the easy thing. I, I had the opportunity to read the report before it went public, and you know, I, I got on the phone with one of my friends who is in senior leadership at RZIM. These are good women and men who've thrown their hat in with an organization that is now just bankrupt. I mean, how can you save an organization that's based on the founder and his name? And one of the things that he said was just very striking. He said, you know what? We're not going to run away from this quickly. We are going to sit in our shame, and we are going to care for the victims, and we are going to do right by the victims, even if it means there is nothing left at the end of the day. And that is the right response. That is the gospel response to say, we are going to take ownership for this. This happened on our watch, and we are not going to look away. That's good. That's really good to hear, York, because oftentimes when there's a scandal upon a ministry, you know, they want to run away. They want to look at, uh, in a different direction. So that accountability is certainly encouraging to hear. York, what about people who have loved Ravi and like Kath and I and yourself as well, been moved and his teachings have been a part of our lives I mean, is all that now null and void, all his books, all the writing, all that? How do you approach that? Well, that's a great question. I mean, you can even um, accelerate that and talk about the people who traveled with him, the people who held his bag, the people who collaborated with him, the people who were in his life. Did their relationships actually have no value? You know, uh, I was talking to one person who, who knew him well, and he was saying, well, you know, when he would say this, it happened during this time, and I know that he was doing, now I know he was involved in this while we were having this conversation. And, and so does that nullify everything? In, in some ways, yes, it, it really does. I mean, will you ever be able to listen to one of his pre-recorded you know, messages ever again without having all of these emotions and all of these thoughts flood in? It corrupts the very work that he has spent his entire uh, life doing. I can never read a word in another one of his books without being reminded of the kind of life he was living. So unfortunately, I, I think it does. And it reminds us of the words of Paul, that he buffets his body so that he might not be disqualified himself mm. from partaking in the prize. And it's just a tragedy that here's a man who has given so much of his life to the kingdom of God, and now what does it actually amount to? You know, And the, you know, there but by the grace of God go we. I mean, there are many ways in which... It just takes a moment of, uh, you know, a bad decision to start going down this path, and all of a sudden you're caught up in a life that is just absolutely antithetical to the, the gospel that you're preaching. Yep. That's R. York Moore. He serves as National Evangelist for InterVarsity USA, author of Do Something Beautiful, The Story of Everything, and a Guide to Your Place in It. York, it's been a pleasure to talk to you again. Yes, York. Thanks for Thanks being so here much. today. Really appreciate it. As always, thank you for having me. Our great pleasure. W-O-R-D. You're listening now, so we know you're a fan of the radio station. I am a big fan. And we want you to know that we appreciate you. I can be your number one fan. 
That's why we've developed the Word FM Fan Club. It's free to join, and once you do, you can take part in exclusive surveys and contests. Yeah, I love contests. Special offers. Great giveaways. Discounts. Freebies. I'd like to win one of these contests. Become a member today. Go to wordfm.com slash fan club and sign up. We're big fans. The IRS doesn't mess around. If they want your money, they'll take it. They can take your paycheck and bank accounts, too. Even threaten your home or business. Don't take on the IRS alone. If you owe back taxes, the smartest thing you can do is call Optima Tax Relief. The experts at Optima specialize in a powerful IRS tax assistance program called the Fresh Start Initiative. And their clients that qualify are saving thousands, even tens of thousands. One call starts the process to stop the demand letters, stop aggressive collection actions, and stop the IRS from targeting you. But don't delay. It's important to act now while you still have options. Optima is A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau. Optima has already resolved over a billion dollars of tax debt for their clients. Get your life back. For tax help you need, for tax help you can trust, call Optima now for your free consultation. Call 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. 965 1433 Optima Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. If you can fix the big stuff, you can fix the small stuff. For over 100 years, QDOT has fixed big mechanical systems for the commercial industry, from hospitals and factories to churches and schools. You deserve to be treated fairly when it comes to your home's HVAC system. QDOT can solve any mechanical challenge, big or small. For affordable repairs, replacement, and maintenance, QDOT answers 24-7-365. And your safety is their top priority. Call 412-366-6200 at q-dot.com. What if I told you you could save a baby's life for just $28? What's true? Preborn is a ministry doing just that with the help of people just like you by offering free ultrasound sessions to pregnant women and girls who might otherwise choose to end their pregnancy. We know that pregnant girls and women who can see their babies on ultrasound are far more likely to choose life. Your gift today can save babies' lives. Just $28 can give a mother who is abortion-minded the chance to see the truth of the baby that is growing inside her. $140 can do this for five girls and women. And a $15,000 gift will provide an ultrasound machine that will save lives for years to come. Whether you want to save one baby or five or hundreds, that opportunity is just a phone call or click away. Call 833-850-BABY. That's 833-850-2229. Or give online, preborn.org slash radio. We are, of course, in the Lenten season. Last Wednesday was Ash Wednesday. And so six weeks is the Lenten season before Easter Sunday. At Christ Church at Grove Farm last Wednesday, uh, a new initiative got underway called Men of Steel, where there is praise, prayer, focusing on the Psalms. Each Wednesday from the forward the next five weeks, John Guest, Rock Dilliman, John Nuzo, Jay Pazivan, Ed Glover, Bishop Joseph Garlington. Each Wednesday, one of these men will be at Christ Church Grove Farm in person and also streaming. Here to talk to us about that is Rock, Zill- Rock Dilliman from Allegheny Center Alliance Church. Hey, Rock. Thanks for coming back. Hey, John. How are you? I can't complain, Rock. Good to have you with us. Yeah, Rock. We're always Thank happy you. to hear from you. And I just I love this cross section of people that John and I really like who are involved in Men of Steel. Um, talk about who was the ringleader of all you guys. Well, the current pastor there at Christ Church, who's newer to his assignment, 
just as my <laughs> successor is new at ACAC, I uh, came up with the idea of using some of the old bucks who have been around Pittsburgh ministry for a long time uh, in a series. I don't know if Men of Steel is appropriate since we're all in the geriatric category. It's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's something less than steel. Maybe Jello, Men of Jello would have been a better term. But uh, uh, so it was his idea, and uh, he called with John Guest on the line and uh, shared that uh, men that I've been privileged to serve in this community with for decades were going to be asked, and I was glad to be one of the participants. So that's how it all got started. I just said yes. Glad to hear it. 6.30 every Wednesday, Christ Church at Grove Farm. Each week, there'll be a different speaker, and uh, we just went through the list. We'll uh, give them more information about this as the conversation goes on. But, Rock, it's got to feel good to be preaching in a room full of guys, and you're in person engaged in the study and praise and worship of the Psalms. Oh, yeah. I've, uh, you know, I recently went through succession, and uh, handed off the leadership at ACAC October 1. And uh, the the COVID period was just, I, I told people it was the best of times and the worst of times mm. to be handing over the mantle of leadership. It was the best of times in that I wasn't seeing my people that I'd been spending my life with for 36 years. I wasn't seeing them. They weren't seeing me. And so I think for the congregation, that made the succession period uh, just go a little more smoothly. It wasn't like me, 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 stop, and then my successor. Uh, mm-hmm. And But it was the worst uh, because uh, for me personally, I spent those seven months when we did the gradual handoff uh, not seeing my people. So uh, after stepping away, I said I would disappear for four or five months to let Alan establish his voice, and then I would return as a member of the congregation. And so I did that three weeks ago. And uh, boy, I'll tell you, the first time back in live worship, even though it's reduced Mm -hmm. amounts, you have to register so that we can do all the social distancing, et cetera, et cetera, I was reminded the great difference between worshiping online and being in the same room with the family of God in worship. It it, it was really refreshing uh, to be back wow. uh, live once again, and uh, and looking forward to ministering the word to uh, people live once again. I have uh, only done that I think once since I stepped away because of all the. COVID, and uh, again, my decision to disappear for a while. Well, the the uh, organization, the event, I don't sure what you want to call it, but we're calling it Men of Steel. It's a Lenten series, Wednesdays at 6.30 p.m., Christ Church at Grove Farm. It includes John Guest, Jay Passavant, Bishop, Bishop Joseph Garlington, Ed Glover, John Nuzo, and Rock Dilliman, who we're speaking to uh, right now on the phone. Rock, you know, we've benefited so much from your ministry over the years. I mean, I don't want to be, you know, a crazy fangirl, but I I do want to be honest and forthright (laughs) and say how much you've contributed to all 
all of us who are believers in Pittsburgh and how much we appreciate all of those years of study and preaching and service that you yeah. gave to all of us. So 36 years, Rock? Uh, 36 at ACAC, yes. That's a long time. That's a lot yeah. of people. That's a lot of work. I mean, to be now, you know, doing an event like this, it's a standalone uh, you're still going to stay active. You're still going to preach and teach in some form. It's not like you're just going to walk away from the ministry totally, right? Right. I'd like to, again, I, I did a disappearing act for a while, and now I'm I'm going to take my time in determining, you know, levels of engagement and so on. What I discovered is that uh, I was, even though I loved ministry right up until the end, and wanted to hit the finish line in full stride and feel by God's grace, I did that. Uh, I didn't realize how just sort of mentally tired I was. I Mm. realized that when I stepped away and didn't find myself itching to preach ministry or re-engage, but just enjoy life without constant pressure and stress. Uh, (laughs) Right. As you know, ACAC, we have worked very hard at being uh, diverse and truly representing our setting in terms of African-American, Caucasian, Asian, Hispanic, Mm -hmm. Republican, and Democrat. Mm -hmm. And in this highly tribalistic and polarized culture uh, uh, in our nation, uh, keeping everybody... On the same page in the unity of the spirit under these challenges, uh, it was just constant vigil. And and so when I did finally step away, I found myself like relaxing. And I said to my wife, (laughs) I've spent 45 years in pastoring and loved every minute of it and was passionate about it. How do you go from that to... Uh, from several months, not even having the itch to preach or teach. And I, I think as I answered my own question, it was because God's saying it's 45 years, you, you deserve a break, dude. Take a break, yeah. sit on the sideline for a little bit, and then I'll put you back in the game, but never at that, that same level of responsibility. So I like doing urban consulting. I like helping churches become multicultural or address the challenges of multiculturalism. Uh, I like helping churches distinguish between political idolatry and devotion to Jesus, mm-hmm. which is which is a discernment that is I love that. Sorry, I got excited. I was just, I was just, uh, sorry, I was just cheering for you. Sorry to interrupt, Rock. That's all right, because that's so rampant. And sadly, a lot of people don't know the difference between the two. So mm-hmm. I'm finding the Lord's bringing people to me, and uh, churches are contacting me. And uh, so I'm not starting anything up. I'm just going to go easy for a while. I'm uh, still raising two diabetic grandchildren. So it's not like, you know, I've, I've got all day to think about doing things, I've got responsibilities. And I've got a ton of fishing I want to do. Great. And it's, and it's sadly, Great. you know, it sounds ungodly, but it's not fishing for men. It's fishing for bass and walleye and steelhead and trout. <laughs> no, no. There's something very holy about fishing for bass. Yeah, Rock, okay. And now, wait a minute, Rock. I'm not sure if you... <laughs> 
Rock, I'm not sure if you heard, but just last week it was announced that there's a direct flight uh, that's just being started from Pittsburgh to Key West. And John and Mike and I are going to steal away at some point and have our own vacation uh, without any responsibilities at all. Uh, because we like you, would you like to join us? Join us in Key West, Rock. Oh, I, I'd love to. I uh, have right. great memories of uh, being in Key West with my son and uh, fishing for uh, kingfish and uh, tarpon and several other species and enjoying the best key lime pie I have ever eaten. So good. That's good. (laughs) Yeah. Rock Dilliman, fisher of men and fisher of fish. There's a place for that. There really is. Hey, Rock, listen, congratulations to you for all those years at Allegheny Center Alliance. thank you. For 45 plus, we love your message. It's still vibrant and deeply, obviously, has a place here in the culture that we need to hear more of. So thanks for that. Let's continue that conversation at a later point, please. I'd love to. And blessings on you guys. Blessings to you. Men of Steel, every Wednesday, 6.30 p.m., Christ Church at Grove Farm. Information, ccgf.org forward slash Lent, Men of Steel. It's that time of the year at the Springhouse in 84. It's Dairy Farm Tour time. That's right. We actually invite classes of school children to our real working dairy farm. The children love feeding the calf, milking the cow, and even seeing where the cows sleep and smelling what they eat. Many children today have never even touched a baby calf, nor have they associated the wonderful cow as the source of the milk that they get from the grocery store. At the Springhouse in 84, we are so committed to teaching children about farming and helping them understand how much the city mouse and the country mouse truly need each other. Call 228-3339 or have your child's teacher set up a date for your child's classroom farm tour and let us share a little of our farm with you at the Springhouse in 84. Excuse me, why don't you have life insurance yet? I've got diabetes, and I know the price will be through the roof for the pre-existing condition. Well, actually, SelectQuote makes it easy to get very affordable life insurance, even if you have a health issue. I'm listening. You'll get quotes from some of the country's most trusted carriers. Even with your diabetes, you can get around $250,000 in insurance for as little as a dollar a day. That would be amazing. (laughs) What's it called again? SelectQuote. Just call or go to SelectQuote.com to get your free quote. Get the coverage you need at a price you can afford. Call 1-800-694-1010 or go to selectquote.com today. That's 1-800-694-1010 or selectquote.com. Selectquote. We shop. You save. Get full details on example policy at selectquote.com slash commercials. Monthly premiums vary based on health company and other factors. Not available in all states. At Eden Christian Academy, hope is rising. Hope that is secure in God, that builds faith, and inspires a love that can't be stopped. Eden is where parents find hope in a true educational partner, where students see faith woven into every subject, and where teachers model the love of Christ to every child from pre-K through 12th grade. Schedule a personal tour at any of their three North Hills campuses and witness the hope, faith, and love that Eden can offer your child at EdenChristianAcademy.org. Welcome back to Customize and Save with Liberty Mutual Insurance Company, the game show where you only pay for what you need. And we're out of time. Only pay for what you need at LibertyMutual.com. Liberty, 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 Liberty.
105 years old and she beat COVID. It's a woman, her name is Lucia de Klerk. She has lived to be 105 and people say, what's the secret? How do you do this? Exercise? Is it, is it meditation? Is it yoga? Here's what she says. What? Prayer, prayer, prayer. One step at a time and no junk food. But, no junk food. Mm-hmm. But she says, surviving the coronavirus, she said, also she had something to do with another staple of her life, which are, for decades, the nine gin-soaked golden raisins that she has eaten each morning for most of her life. Oh, she that's this. gross. Fill a jar, nine raisins a day after it sits for nine days. Her children and grandchildren recall the ritual as just one of Mrs. De, Mrs. DeClerc's endearing lifelong habits, like drinking aloe juice straight from the container and brushing her teeth with baking soda. That worked, too, because she had her first cavity when she was 99. <laughs> she says, we would just think, Grandma, what are you doing? You're crazy, said her 53-year-old granddaughter, Sean Laws. Now the laugh is on us. She has beaten everything that comes her way. It's a long list. Born in 1916 in Hawaii to parents who came from Guatemala and Spain, she lived through the Spanish flu, two world wars, the death of three husbands, and one son. She moved to Wyoming, California, back to Hawaii, finally arriving in New Jersey, where she lived with her oldest son. After turning 90, she moved to an adult community in New Jersey, along the Jersey Shore, where she remained active until she injured herself in a fall about two years ago. She is the epitome of perseverance. Her mind is sharp. She'll remember things when I was a kid that I don't even remember. Her son, who is 78 years old, said, <laughs> said, you know, she's always been a great encourager. We always thought she was going her own way, but you can't argue with the results. Okay. Okay, wait. So you have to soak raisins, golden raisins in gin for nine days. Right. And then eat nine of them a day. That doesn't sound so good. But can you argue with the results? That is so, I can't, I don't think I could do that. Maybe it's the prayer. First of all, they would be enormous, right? If they soaked in gin all that time, they'd be huge. I don't know. No, I don't think so. Yeah, they would. They would get super big again? Yeah. Well, then that's, then she's. It's way worse. Feeling a little bit of a buzz there. I mean, you're having that in the morning? I don't know. She says she's a prayer. Pray, okay. pray, 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 I'm pray. With her, I'm with her on the praying. It's just the raise, the gin-soaked raisins I'm having a hard time getting my head around. Yeah, I mean, I, I like trail mix. I never yes. thought I would have the gin-soaked <laughs> We raisins. all know that now. I, I, apparently everybody does. Yeah, what the heck? <laughs> okay, what the heck? <laughs> do you have any weird habits like that? Do you have anything that you like? Do have any, what do you mean? Well, like they use anything like gin-soaked raisins. Like, do you have yeah. like an yeah. avocado uh-huh, yeah. every day? Or do you no, like... I, no. I mean, it's a good day when I have a bowl of raisin brand. That's all. I got Mike, nothing. do you have anything that you do like Weird. on a daily basis? That's a bet. I drink pickle even... juice. Pickle juice is oh. extremely good for you. Oh, yeah, yeah. I love pickle it's juice. It's filled with salt. Yeah. yeah, but only if only if you're sweating a lot is it good for you, right? Yeah. Takes away cramps, and it tastes good. You get it does often. taste delicious. <laughs> no one's tastes drinking absolutely pickle delicious. Who wants to be drinking pickle juice? Oh, I love it. 
Anyway, that's us for today, is it not? Thanks for being along. Podcast is up and running after we leave the air. Look for us on Facebook, The Ride Home with John and Kathy, and on wordfm.com. Have a great night. Peace be with you. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group.